You're listening to The Dealer Playbook Podcast, episode 18. Here we go. You're dialed in to The Dealer Playbook Podcast, where it's all about winning auto dealer strategies that deliver proven results. And now your hosts, Robert Weissman and Michael Cirillo. Hey there, and welcome to The Dealer Playbook Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Robert Wiseman. My name is Michael Cirillo. Robert, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent, Michael. Excited for where are we at? This is the Dealer Playbook session number, number what? 18. 18. Woo! Yeah, there we uh, go. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And you know what? I got to say, I am so happy that you have uh, chosen to take some time out of your day and listen to Robert and I as we deliver real auto dealer strategies that deliver real results. And that's really what our aim is here is to deliver you with actionable insights that will help you grow your business, that will help you grow your e-commerce department, that will help you grow your sales team or your sales business within the business. Um, And, you know, we've been just pounding it out. Like we, you know, Robert, you and I were talking about pre-show. There is so much that goes into these podcasts and we are so extremely grateful um, that you have chosen to take time out of your day to, to, to be with us. Definitely, definitely. We're having a lot of fun doing it. And again, you know, thank you, Michael. Can't, he said it, but I can't thank you enough for, you know, like putting, putting us into your headphones for, you know, a short hop for your commute or for whatever it is every day. And in exchange for that, we just try to bring the heat, man, bring you some value, bring you something that even if it's one little nugget, but could shift everything in your life and in your business, you know, that, that, that's, that's the ultimate goal. That's why we show up. Yeah. We've been, we've been, you know, just overwhelmed and super grateful, uh, with all of the support that we've received, um, people commenting on the show notes at www.thedealerplaybook.com, you know, people engaging with us on social media. I've met so many new people inside of the car business who I am, you know, building relationships with. I know you are too, Robert, but it's just been so, uh, incredible to join with and be a part of the automotive community. There are some incredible individuals out there. And so, you know, we're just super grateful. Um, I just wanted to just hop in and frame in this episode because, you know, many of you know that we have put a lot of effort into getting uh, some fantastic guests. Past episodes include Grant Cardone, Tracy Myers, Craig Lockard, Gary Vaynerchuk, Mark Tuart, and so many more. And, you know, Robert can tell you there's so much work that goes into these things. Um, but what we wanted to do is take a little bit of a breather today and just you know, spend the time with you between Robert and I, because we have some incredible information that we want to share with you. Um, And so, you know, Robert, maybe without further address, we'll just jump into talking about what we want to talk about. And I'm going to start with a question for you. Do it. Um, So, you know, I think the thing that fascinates me about the position that you have in within the automotive community is that you went from just the short time period of coming into the car business and then building this monster of a business within the business. And this is something that you and I talk a lot about the automotive preneur, um, building a business within the business. So the question I have for you is, you know, coming into the dealership, we talk a lot about how 
Sometimes it's by accident. I think Subi mentioned that she came into the car business by accident. Yeah. Most people get in it by accident, unfortunately. You know, like I said, I had a conversation with a great guy today that's getting into it, and he's more of the type of people that we do. Hopefully, this business can can start attracting moving forward. But right. you're right. You know, you made a wrong turn usually, or you, you know, something along those. You know, some kind of disruption or just a change in your world and your life brings a lot of people to the business. Exactly. And so, I mean, for you coming into it, what was your biggest thing? I mean, what was the biggest thing for you that you said? Um, and I think you mentioned yeah. it a few episodes yeah. ago. Yeah. What, I got you. What, what took you from, no, I'm not going to earn, th- you know, three grand a month and I'm going to really explode this thing. Well, First, it, first things first is I just came out from being burned like I never, it was my first job for somebody else at the age of 30 when I walked in to start at working at a car dealership. It was my first job for anybody else in my life. I always built and ran my own company since I was you know a kid. And this was actually my first time going for work for someone. And I was so excited about it because I was just you know, went through tough economical times and I was in a business that was, you know, real retail driven. So you buy for, you know, it requires a lot of money invested in, in the products that you sell and having money tied up. And I was just like blown away by the opportunity that, you know, I can go in here. I don't have to worry about keeping the lights on, making the payroll, keeping the inventory stocked or all of that. I just go in and I'm provided millions and millions of dollars of products for me to sell and then I'm going to get paid. Like I really looked at it as an opportunity. I was not like I felt I should have been paying my de- the dealer to give me that for, for, for me to be there and to have like those tools at my hand and the, the opportunity to sell that amount of product at my fingertips. And I just went in and I, you know, the genius thing I did was, although it was my first time working for somebody else, I did not stop running my own business. And I've went, I went into myself and I met my peers and I just did not want to be looked at as another car guy just another car guy. And I mean, that's a, that's an excellent point. I mean, somebody else is kind of, you know, so to speak, fronting the risk. Now that's not to say you didn't have your own risks of, you know, making it work or whatever, but you know, like you said, somebody else is fronting the bill to purchase the product, to uh, keep the lights on and all that kind of stuff. And you're seeing as an opportunity. So you came into it. I mean, with this entrepreneurial mindset, it's all I knew. What, what objectives or sorry, not objectives, but what obstacles did you face coming into the car business that you think those listening might uh, resonate with them? Uh, like, OK, well, well, going in initially, it was the, you know, learning the, the, the idea of training and, and God love them. Like I worked for a great dealer that was, you know, still all my friends that like people that I consider my closest friends locally that's where they're still at they still work there etc but they 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 don't really provide you know education wise like it's on you you know what I mean unfortunately even if the even at the dealers that do have like some kind of you know programs and stuff for you to log into or, or virtual training and stuff like that like that's not enough watching some videos and stuff is it's helpful but I mean you really have to drill them down you have to watch them a lot you know you need to you know you need to 
practice, drill and rehearse and be prepared. So like the education was, was tough. And just like th- there's certainly no, there's, there's nobody in there showing you how to build a business within a business, how to be an entrepreneur. They, and, and, and they're so quick with saying like, Hey, selling cars is like having your own business. Well, you know, the, the only thing that that's like that they, they point in that direction of it being your own business is just by saying that there's really no resources or there's no tools or no education or, or blueprint for making that for, for really building a business within a business, having a, a you know, a functioning prop profiting company. You right. know, that's so you, driving revenue. I mean, so you come into this business, there's not really any support to launch you towards success, but I mean, there must have been, and I, and I mean, I don't know anything about it. There, I'm assuming you came into the dealership. There were people that were already there in the sales department, but over a matter of months uh, or first a month, year, first okay, month so, on first month on the floor. Yes. So first month on the I floor, wiped the, I wiped the. You wiped the, the floor with the big guy's butt on the floor. Yeah. And he okay. was unstoppable. He was undethroned and I never sold cars in my life. I th- like they didn't put me through like a I, I did the certification stuff, this and that. My friend that I grew up with was a sales manager there. And then he was friends with the general manager at the time. And they just knew it. Like when I sat down with them and they knew that that I was going to that I had it. I told him I said to him, I was like, listen, I'm going to be the best guy that you have. OK, so let, let, let me ask you this. What were, what did you do in that first month? Because, I mean, we know the problem and we know that you just exceeded the the top guy there. What did you oh. do in the first month that he wasn't doing? And what can people who are listening to this right now do to surpass those that have perhaps been there longer than them? Good, good question. Well, going in, like I recommend anybody that's new to the business or or really hasn't gotten a good grip on, you know, really hasn't opened it up and tapped into their, their potential in the business right. that before thinking about building this brand online, like we we're going to talk about and, and doing video and building the websites and all this, like that's not like how you go from, from there to there. You know what I mean? Like you need to beat down every uh, opportunity that's, that, that presents itself in the dealership currently first before you start going after other ones because a it's going to give you great you know what i mean training it's going to get get you comfortable with it it's going to you know it's it's you're going to learn along the way and you're going to learn with the customers that the dealer's paying to get in there for you so there's no sense in investing in and buying and marketing because basically what's what's and this is what we're talking about lead lead acquisition prior to this off off air that in, in a nutshell, what's marketing when you're investing in that and, you know, websites and all that, you're basically buying leads. You know what I mean? In a sense, one right. way or another, you're, you're looking to buy more customers. Well, there's no sense in buying customers when you're not ready to handle, you know, when, when you're not even ready to handle them properly. Yeah. You know, it's, it makes more sense to just tap in and then just, just beat to death every opportunity that's in there. What I did is I waited on every single person around there. I walked over, I cut in front of everybody, you know, I would, I would, customer would pull up and I'm just being straightforward. This is how I got into this. Customers would pull up. I'm the new guy there. And I'd be like, Oh, they're here to see me. And everybody would back (laughs) off and not go up to him. I'd go up to him. Hey, welcome to uh, ABC motors. I'm Robert. What are you here to look at today? Boom. And then go right into it. Uh, That's when I then 
you know, continuously doing that. And then I started to get referrals and I started to get really good with the product. Like I dove in and, and learned the product as I was going. I recommend now that you, yeah, you need to be the master of product knowledge. That to me, I think is more valuable than being a master closer is no, is being a master of the product because then you can genuinely find your best solution that you have in your product line for your customer's problem. Well, and how do you sell a product that you don't know about or don't believe in, right? Yeah, you can and and that's the thing I got 100% buy in into my product. Like I was genuinely all about it. I mean, I bought one my first after within 7 days at the dealership, I bought my first vehicle from there. Nice. You know, and and so that's and, really step one, right? Coming into the dealership, or maybe you've been at the dealership for a while, and you're you're wanting to take things to the next level. Robert, you touched on you know personal branding, videos, websites, and all that, but really, I think what you said the first step before any of that is making sure that a you uh, educate yourself, you learn as much as you can about the product, the dealership. You know, core values, an, mission statement. An expert. You know, not just verge, not verbally, and not you know, presenting yourself and and positioning yourself as an expert is one thing, and it's a very important part of of personal branding. But just genuinely being one first, you know what I mean. That's 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 step one. Is like knowing the product inside and out, right? And you know, knowing the situations because in any encounter you have with a customer, there's only X amount of of ways it can play out. And in our, and especially in the in the auto industry, because for whatever reason it hasn't changed in how you know x amount of years. So every encounter, every objection, every twist, you could say that you that you can possibly get within for your first thirty days, you're gonna you're gonna go through it. So then you're gonna know how to handle it when it comes up again, you know, and that's very important. And I think something too about this that. We, we haven't really talked about, but that, you know, that willing to do whatever it takes mindset, I find that in, in the phase that we're talking about where you're at the dealership and you're coming in, no previous experience in car sales and just coming in with that entrepreneurial mindset, the, the big differentiator is the theory of doing or saying that you're willing to do whatever it takes and then the application of actually doing whatever it takes. Because I think there's a lot of people out there even, you know, maybe some of those listening in who, you know, can easily say, yeah, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to succeed or achieve my personal definition of success. But then when they find out what the application of doing that means, yeah. you know, learning, oh, man, you know, I don't want to learn about the mission statement. That's not going to, you know, they're looking for shortcuts. And I find that exactly shortcuts everybody's, always, everybody's, everybody's for, out there talking about their, they're getting, you know, the term now we use and the train term is hustle. hustle. You know, everybody's a hustler. Yeah. Everybody's getting their hustle on this and that, but really they're not, you know, like I, anybody that knows me knows that I hustle and I, you know, I, I always have and always will. It's what I do. It's, you know, I got this from, from Jared and Grant is it's like, I have way more hustle and way more persistency than I do talents. 
by and that's, far. And, and you know what? And that's either fortunate or unfortunate for those listening in where it's like, you know what? If you do have the hustle, that means that you are going to have to do some tough things. Like, I mean, I'm I, I'm putting words in your mouth and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure there were things that you're just like, man, I, I don't want to learn no. about this right now, but I'm going to do it because nobody wants to make a video to put it on <laughs> and put it on YouTube where they're sitting there screaming and doing absolutely making a jackass of themselves. OK, yeah. nobody wants to do that. It's just of of of, of doing that. And bad. that's where that. That willing to do whatever it takes mindset turns into application and that's what it really looks like sometimes it's just framed into things that you don't want to do but you have to do because they're going to take you to the next level and that's going to be the differentiator like you surpassing you know the top sales guy or whatever you did it because he wasn't actually an application willing to do whatever it took yeah and and it's just like and then you go in and and, and a beautiful part was uh, about it was that I didn't have after you're there for a while you tend to get bad habits you tend to then pre-qualify people that even even the best of us do that you see somebody walking on that they've been there x amount of times like there's somebody that everybody's worked with and it's been a stroke for every salesperson there but they always end up with the new guy and everybody laughs about etc but one day that somebody that guy walks in and he does buy. Right. So let me move this along with with my next question for you. So step one, doing whatever it takes to learn the infrastructure of the business and, and educating yourself on the product. Step two is I'm guessing now you're in a position to look at taking your business to the next level because you've, you've kind of covered the survival bases and now mm -hmm. you're moving into the thrive yeah. mm -hmm. area. And for you, I mean, it was all about personal branding and anybody that knows you in the auto industry knows that, you know, you were huge on video and you were huge on, you know, branding yourself. What, what was the process for you? What did that look like? You, so, I mean, you're in a position where now you know what's going on. You've learned about the product. What, where was your mind at when you finally made the decision that you had to get into the video and all those other things that you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and first off, so much of what I did was wrong. You know, I did every, made every mistake when it comes to online video to branding and everything like that. And I think that that's what makes me, excuse me as I toot my own horn, but makes me, has, allows me to bring value to the marketplace and to this bit, to this industry is because of I've exhausted so many avenues. I made so many wrong turns in trying to build my business within a business that, you know, I, I can filter out and save a lot of people a lot of time and money. Yeah. But, well, and, and let me say there too, I mean, I, I don't know who said this. So as I say it, for those of you listening, if you know who said this, enter it into the show notes because <laughs> in the comments on the show notes, because I actually don't know, but it's, I think fits with this. And, and that is, I, I heard somewhere that, you know, wise people learn from experience, but super wise people learn from others experiences. So I mean just you saying yeah you spent your own time you made your own mistakes. I think we're we're um, it's acceptable to say that people don't want to make the same mistakes as, as you and that's absolutely in my opinion what gives you the credibility in this area. Well thank you Michael thank you. And so I I started looking at it and I was noticing you know first off like I started going to you know seminars within the business and I started connecting with with the the experts and, and whatnot in the business and and, re, and just through all my education and I'm seeing the statistics like you know the fresh up, the the fresh up so to speak the random customer that's rolling through the lot 
is a 20% closing ratio, okay? If they're if you're not closing at 20%, yeah. then you're not taking enough of them because in the in the end, you know, that's you're going to be in that 20 to 30%, you know, even if you're at 40% for for, you know, strong closers, great. But there's that but when you have an appointment, mm-hmm. when you have somebody that's coming back, a be back, or somebody that's bought from you before, or somebody that's that that came in and didn't purchase and is coming back, a repeat customer or a referral, mm-hmm. they're you're talking they're going the sixties, the seventies, and up percent closing ratio. So, I really started like getting kind of down in it. Like the business was kind of like I started to get a little negative about it because I was to the point like I was nowhere near this point, but I saw like the future of it as, listen, no matter what, there's going to come a day, no matter how many people, if I would have my own assistants and everything, my own team in here, that I wouldn't be able to deliver another car in a day, Right. you know, yep. that it, you'd tap out. So basically I was just thinking of what's, how am I going to scale? How can I, you know, scale myself? How can I be out there? You know, how can I, you know, attract people coming in to me mm-hmm. that are, I'd rather play with the 60, the 70, and the 80% closing ratios instead of beating, beating my time up, r- running around outside in the heat or the cold, chasing some person I don't know or don't have a relationship with That's they tell me it's a 20% chance that they're going to they're gonna sign up. You get what I'm saying? So I yeah. wanted to get the people coming to me. Um, prior to this, to the automotive industry, um, my previous marriage, I thought I was going to be into the real estate thing. And I had, I was too busy to be like an agent because I was running my own businesses. Uh, long story short, I had, you know, was buying some properties and selling them and whatnot. And my ex-wife at the time, I had her dive into it. She got her license, got licensed and, and whatnot just for our own, per, you know, our own benefits. But I'm looking, I started getting a little bit into the real estate space, the agent space, just looking at it. And I started to wonder like, why aren't, auto you know auto professionals branding themselves like that like a real estate agent is like that's their own business why aren't they on the shopping cart you know in the grocery store why aren't they on the billboards you know in this generation why aren't they you know you get what i'm saying like why aren't yeah. they like public figures that you know exactly what they're going to do and i mean because- there's there's certainly enough space for them to do it too i mean the the last report i saw from NADA for 2013 is something like you know, uh, a seven hundred and thirty billion dollar revenue gener- generator in the United States alone. So there's there's definitely enough room for car wow. people to be doing that. Absolutely, and uh, here's the good news for everybody for for you out there that like whether I don't care if you're the dealer principal, the GM, the manager, like this all hits home because. First off, like if I'm a manager, I'd still be building my own personal brand too because that's leads that coming in that I give them out to the salespeople, you yeah. know, and sell, and that benefits me because yeah. I'm paid off of of everything. But everybody like or, and getting your or getting your people, showing your people, and it, it gets them excited about it. And some people will just be, you know. The, the drive of, of, of being an entrepreneur and the thought of owning their own business is enough for, the, for some people to get, to get fired up and excited. And if they're fired up and excited, they're going to sell you more product, point blank. But whether you're building a brand or not, I said this before, that if you're, if you're actively building your personal brand and taking strategies to do that, you're, you have a personal brand one way or the other. 
personal brand is just people that haven't met you or had an experience with you yet, their perception of, of who you are, of what you do. You know, like they, regardless, you have that, whether you're actively doing it or not. So if you're not doing it, then you're another car guy, you know? So, so that's le- leverage like, your existing refuse- book of business to, to build your brand. Yes. And anybody just be out, be out there, like be pushing the message, make the videos, write articles, go to the radio stations like you're we're professional salespeople. So you should be able to sell people on you, too. You don't just have to sell them cars, sell the radio station on you and why you should be on here. I can help your listeners. I did that. I was on like a, the, the, the most popular morning talk show here, you know, in the in 2010, 11. You know, and I was in, in, in the morning talk radio and I was on as an auto expert. I was never like Robert Wise. I was never like, come down here, get a great deal on a car, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I never even said that I sold cars or where I worked. I would give my website and, or my, my, my Twitter handle, whatever. Yep. And I would go on there and I'd talk to them about buying a car or I'd talk to them about um, how to save money in gas, how to do this and that. And I just would research it the night before, bro. And go on there, but it was that present, you know what I mean? Like, you you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. We talk about this all the time, but, like, that's something nobody else is doing. And, and so I mean, when you're and in that's a market, it. well, here's the thing. You take these little extra steps that nobody yeah. else is doing. Yep. You become visible. You become someone that they can see is expert, knows what they're doing. Because there's nobody else doing in your market, you're going to get so ha- much low-hanging fruit just from being the person out there that they see that's that's in front of them. And you know what? You, you, know? you and I talk about this all the time. And, and you've heard me say this a, a couple of times because, I mean, nobody's exempt from what, what, what I call the imposter syndrome. And that's like, you know, I mean, you could have been like, dude, who am I to go on the morning talk show and be known as the auto expert? And, I mean, some people, you know, I feel like even, you know, you listening in, I'm sure there's things in your life where you're going, man, uh, who am I to do this? Or who am I to be pegged as the auto expert? There's, there's other salespeople in this dealership who sell more than me, who are more visible than me. And I mean, that's really just the imposter syndrome at work. And, and I think, you know, the cool thing about that is really at the end of the day, you are the person to be doing that. If you're the one who chooses to stand up, do you know what I mean? It's like, whether it's, you know, contributing an article or being on the morning talk show or going out of your way to do those things. The reason why it's going to work for you is because even though there may be other more qualified people to do that, you're the only one that's going to stand up and do it. And then those people can't, can't say anything. You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Like, I feel like, you know, like you said, you were studying it the night before and I can guarantee, I can guarantee there's people out there that just know everything about it. And, you know, they're walking encyclopedias. And that's why I say knowledge really isn't power until you know what to do with it. And this is a perfect example of the application of that. It's like, yeah, you acquired some knowledge, but then you put it to use and you were the one who stood up. And that's absolutely why you became the credible source for, you know, your community or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I literally was like, a, I call it the celebrity expert. I mean, everybody knew who I was and what I did and, and who I did it for. And that's the ultimate goal. And, and like, it's, it's, I was, it was even easier for me because as you can see, and you look back at like my older videos and stuff now, 
I'll toot my horn and I'd say I'm probably one of the most lethal with an iPhone video with with mobile video right now, putting out good quality video from mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I it was it was terrible quality audio was bad. Everything that I'm telling that that I tell salespeople not and, and and people not to do today, I was doing all that, and it was lucky that I was just an early adapter. You know what I mean? Like I just got in. I was one of the first ones there. So it was just good enough. It, it still worked because it was still so different. You know, not there was no. I was competing with nobody. I was. I would. I had more. The the great news is also that if you're a salesperson, for example, the pr- chances are your dealership isn't doing the best job at branding themselves and marketing online, and. 80 plus percent of your market is online searching when they're, you know, are searching online when they're shopping for a car. It's easy for you to be the, you know, show up more than them. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I love about this, you know, the concept of entrepreneur being an entrepreneur, the concept of taking control is, you know, I say this sometimes. I'm like, you know, unfortunately, there is a limit to success. Fortunately, you're the one that gets to set how high the limit is. And I mean, you're, th- what we're talking about here is a perfect example of that because, like you said, dealerships aren't branding themselves properly. They're not promoting themselves properly. But this is where you, as a car sales professional or just a sales professional or an automotive expert or a celebrity expert, however you want to peg yourself, this is where you have the opportunity to set the limit and, you know, work within. Um, what the dealership is providing you as far as product and all that kind of stuff and a place to do business, but really start thinking outside of the box. Um, you know, you were talking video and I think a perfect place for people to get information on how to do video better. I mean, don't you, you you've got a resource for that, that you, uh, that you, resource, uh, love that Canadian, the resource. Yeah. What, what, well, what do you, what do you, resource, what, yes, do, you, what do you Americans call it? Uh, if you just go to uh, robertweisman.com, Mm-hmm. Uh, I I before E everybody even even Michael still misspelled. Well, actually, you're probably one of the I'm better good. with I'm it. Good. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, right there on the top, uh, you'll see a place with an arrow pointing into a thing. Like you just enter your name and email, so we know where to send it. And it's a resource guide for mobile. It's a mobile video creator resource guide. It's going to give you all. And again, something I invested and wasted tons of dough and time on was the wrong like tools and accessories to, to streamline things and and to to make things easier and better. Uh, you don't have to go through those struggles. Like and I mean, me. the funny it's thing about it too is, is like I, I, so I've downloaded your, your guide and uh, it's helped me even take better family videos with my phone. It's, and, it, and it, yeah, it has everything for like it. You will get top quality, you know, it'll show you how you, to make top quality video from your mobile device that looks like, you know, it's on thousands, you know, five, ten thousand $10,000 camera. I've done the side-by-side comparison with the DSLR and the iPhone 5S specifically. Yeah. And, you know, it's a trained eye, like with the right lighting and you're using the right apps and the tools that, that are in this free resource guide, like yep. I mentioned that it's free, yeah. that you, uh, you know, you're not you're not going to have to worry about sinking big money into equipment yeah. and all this. Yeah. And that's what scares a lot of people off from video. And if you're scared to be on video, well, don't worry about that. Make sure you sign up there and you there's a place for you to contact me. You hit me up and I will talk to you about multiple ways for you to do video that you don't even have to be on camera. Ideally, the best way it's best for you. And everything that you are, but you don't have to be. And a video is that effective 
that you need to be doing it whether you're going to be on it or not. It changes everything. It creates superstars. That, like It's why like, I'm sitting here talking to you right now is from dopey web videos that I did when I was coming up in, 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 the, in the business. It's the whole reason we even know each other to start out with. Yeah. You know, um, and I mean, think about that. So you're East Coast United States. I'm West Coast Canada. So the fact that, I mean, think about the reach that video does. Now, you mentioned something too. I mean, just doing good quality video. Um, I heard someone say, maybe it was even you, I don't know, um, where you said, you know, one of the best ways to overcome that, like not liking to see yourself on video or whatever, is to just film yourself on video and then just keep watching that video over and over again until yeah. you get used to seeing and hearing yourself. And I mean, I can, I can attest to that. I I'm at the point now where when I see myself on video, it's not even a, not even an issue. I'm sure that's the same thing for you, but that came after like countless hours of seeing myself yeah. and hearing myself I've on video. I've always liked myself on video. Um, I've been getting a lot of compliments lately and thanks if uh, you're listening, if you you were one that did this on my voice here on the podcast, and I listened back to it, and you know, not to sound like that guy, but again, I, I'm like, man, you know what? I really do like the way my voice sounds on here, and I you, you make me I sound like a my mouse, voiceover. Dude. Like I hate <laughs> the way, like I would when I would try to voice, I would do a video at a dealership or something like that, and then yeah. I would want to write in like the voiceover talking about the vehicle or or the dealership, whatever the voice, yeah. just have the voice there. Yeah. I did not like the way my voice sounded over the video, but I loved it with, but I loved being on camera. Like I had no, you know, problem at all being on camera anywhere, anytime. But that is like, that's the one thing that if you're not doing that now, or if you're only doing it a little bit, then really crank it up. And I'm not just talking about the stuff that my, um, my, uh, my good friend, Elise Kepar talks about where like, you know, her thing was sending, doing video communication. Well, yeah, we, I did that, you know, that was part of it. And I, you know, that's, it's definitely a big part of your business that that can definitely help is sending emails like that. But I'm talking about videos, uh, that are tra designed to drive traffic, basically, are designed to intercept somebody that's in your market that's shopping online, and you're just trying to get in front of them and hopefully give them, deliver them a compelling message with a strong call to action for what they can do, and it just allows you to be building relationships and building rapport with people and building credibility. 24 hours a day, seven days a week while you're sleeping, while you're eating, while you're selling, while you're whatever, you know, and, you know, and that, that's the power of video and you just need to do them exactly like with value though. Like if you look at what I mine, I made a commitment when I first started doing videos, I was like, I'm going to do six months of video every single day. And I did. And I ran, I was, was getting creatively bankrupt, so to speak, that I just was having problems coming up with something good and of value. And that's one of the rules that I broke and why I don't take down all the videos that I don't like and stuff like that uh, is because I want to keep those mistakes there to show you. But I, w I didn't consistently deliver value. Sometimes I just would be on there with a rant or just something completely pointless uh, in, in my eyes when I look back. That and, and I think that's a mistake. I think you always need to be thinking of value and just answering the questions that you know are being asked. You Auto, know, and, automotive shoppers are going online with a question or a problem in mind. And the, you know what I think is that, or what we've seen proven time and time again, and you're living proof of this, is if you can 
go out of your way or show your customers or potential customers that you're willing to go out of your way pre-sale before you've even met them, then that conveys the message that you're going to also go out of your way during the sale and post-sale to take care of them. And those are absolutely the type of people who you want to do business with. I mean, if, if I you know, see you and you're taking the time to do a nice quality production that delivers value, that answers my questions, not only are you attracting the right customer to start out with, you're, you're taking a much of the hassle out of the sales process and you're, you're aligning um, you know, the customer with the right vehicle. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, when you're on there and you're communicating to like, it's, it's basically that you want to be compelling enough because in the nutshell, it comes down to this, the consumer as consumers, and we're all consumers that we don't care about, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about our problem, their, our, our product even. They care about themselves. And that's how you, when, when designing and, and creating your content, you, you need to think like that. And you need to, to have a message in there or some way that like, you know, again, going after this low hanging fruit, people are going to find the videos. If you're making the right ones, they're going to find them. Then you need to have like the, the calls to action and just the compelling content that's going to make you stick out. The good news is that it's not hard. But you need to tell them what to do next and you need to take them through the experience. And your presentation on everything is so important because it's going to, you know, it's going to be how they perceive you as if, you know, this, oh, man, yeah. this guy's a professional. Everything's perfect. Everything's great. And what it's going to do is if you're on there talking about stuff, they'll, they'll also know, hey, you know what? What this guy does and offers is not for me. They're going to pre-qualify themselves before even exactly. reaching out to you. So these people that reach out to you based off of the content and stuff you put out there, yep. they're pre-qualifying themselves. Yep. That's power. You said something. I want to move this along to the last question I have for you. How did you know what to create your videos about? Well, first, I made, I, I, I did not make them for my customers at first. You know, like I just knew that it was the craze. I wanted so that's to be what the guy to doing do. it. Yeah, no, don't. you don't want to do that. You need to answer. You, you know what to make them. You know what people are like. You have every new model year coming in. Like it's it's you're ridiculous if you don't have make a video of you with the new 2015, 2014, whatever new product line. You doing a presentation on it, and then with a strong call to action in there, back to your website or something, and you're you're titling it like 2015 Hyundai Sonata, um, Baltimore, Maryland whatever you know what i mean right. like and right. telling like that because people are searching people around you don't think that they're going to be searching for the brand new product like that so you also poll your current customers send emails to them or when you're engaging you're talking with clients have like write down you you know the you're getting frequently asked questions you know what i mean about certain vehicles or about uh, things that are involved with the ownership or with service. Like another great thing is that I've always say this one, this is where I got a lot of mine. Once I started to get orient, you know, started really getting it. Um, I would ask my the service writers, I had to go back there and ask the guys like, what are the most phone calls that you get people asking about? Like, what are some of the most common questions that you get back here? Boom. 
Then I'd ask some of my good customers too about like buying, you know, when they're shopping for the car and just like the process of the car, like of of buying a car, not well, necessarily I mean, product information. And, and something else I'd I think you those. could do. Something else I think you could do is consider who the vehicle's for in the first place. So I mean, if you're, you know, as an example, if you're a Toyota dealer and you've got a Sienna, you know, minivan. You can just simply start by asking yourself, who is this vehicle for? Oh, it's young families. And then you can frame the information. You know, you could do a video to frame in the information in a way that would be appealing to a specific customer segment or maybe exactly. it's the that's, Honda that's, Odyssey or whatever, the Toyota and as, Tundra. And F-150. as far as sales, you're 100% right, Michael. And like, this is where this is getting in a little bit deeper. And I do go over it on the newly released Automotive Preneur Academy podcast, which probably will mention it again later where to find that at. But I go into deeper in this is as salespeople, like as an individual salesperson, especially, and this is something that you teach your team members if if you're not on the front line yourself, but they, they need to identify who their ideal client is. Like, of course, everybody, of course, you're always going to be, if you want to start building a brand and, and, and marketing online, like personally, because... You need to know who you're talking to because we all say it, Michael, everybody's here. If you're trying to talk to everybody, you're talking to nobody. So you need to know who you're building your content for, meaning like where are you going to find them and what what are their interests in? Like you, you want to you have an idea of who, if it was your way, if you could have it your way, who are the type of people that would be buying from you all day, every day? You know, like I like people that I enjoy being around that pay me all the money that like to move it fast and also they're great advocates of me when, after they leave and they tell everybody about how great it is working with me and they send me loads of business. That's the type of people I want. So then I think about who that is in my current customers. Oh, you know what? That perfectly describes um, Jim and Sally Miller or whatever. Like they're like that. They're young prof- or they're, uh, you know, I do great with the, the young entrepreneurs or, you know, corporate executives. You know, because then you know when you're creating a video, you're creating a message, you're answering questions. You know who to make, who you're making it for, who you're speaking to. You know where to put it so they'll find it. And then the best part is, once they consume it, it's going to resonate with them better, harder, faster, and it's gonna you know they'll feel it. It'll have an impact because it's gonna feel like you're speaking directly to them. Cool, man. Um, I'm going to shut her down right now because I, I think if we give any more information than this, people's brain is going to start oozing out That's their ears. That's why I have at robertweisman.com. Click on podcast. No, all, nothing to do about with uh, not liking, not like enjoying working with Michael and, and hanging out with you here in the dealer playbook. But I did, he just doesn't let me talk enough. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> no, and I'm riding him right now. So look, we're, we're trying to get him a, a, a break off too. It's not going to affect the dealer playbook, but it's the Aut- Automotivepreneur Academy. Uh, anybody, it's, it's targeted for salespeople built, you know, to tips and strategies to build your business within a business in today's automotive industry uh go check it out we got three fourth episodes about to go live uh it's it's just me it's short 10 10 to 15 minutes once a week no guests uh straight to the point it's all killer no filler boom
And, and absolutely. And you know what? And that's certainly not to confuse anybody. What we're actually doing here is building out a network of information because we are so passionate about helping you achieve greater levels of success. So absolutely check out Automotivepreneur Academy, Robert Wiseman, the man himself. Um, thanks. Thanks for all that information, dude. I mean, I, you know, why have a guest on the show to talk about personal branding when you're on the show every single week? And, and in my mind, nobody knows more about this. Like I said, check out, you know, earlier, check out the show notes to this. Cause we're going to, we're going to outline those steps to what Robert did to take his business from, you know, survival mode from the first day it sounds like to thrive mode 30 days later yeah and And michael we'll touch back we'll come back around on these topics and stuff more so you know moving forward because there's it's hard to pack into all this and again we don't like to keep you here for hours but like that we're just we're just getting started you know we're just having a conversation so when it spiraled out a little bit but there's so much more to it and again you can catch an automotive preneur academy um but get to the show notes. We'll, we'll we'll break everything down for you a lot better. Yeah, and, so, uh, so so check it out, www.thedealerplaybook.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments on the show notes. Like Robert said, check out Robert's new podcast. Don't worry, he's staying, he's staying where he is, but this is just a supplemental enhancement to helping people thrive, not just survive. And uh, that's the Automotive Printer Academy. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dealer Playbook on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Visit us on our website where you can also subscribe and get the latest episodes delivered right to your inbox. We appreciate you being here. Uh, We hope that you found this information helpful, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Later. Later.